everyone, this is Chad, and welcome back to Mission Daily. Don't worry, we are alive and well. Apologies for that brief interruption in our programming. Yep, welcome back. I know you guys probably miss us, and if not, we miss you, so. <laughs> we do, and it's, okay. it's been fun though because a lot of different messages and things like that have still continued to come in through the DMs uh, on social and everything, so uh, we miss you guys and apologies for the late notice, but we've had a bunch of fun things going on and we've been super, super busy and we're about to jump back into Mission Daily and deliver on the daily part. Next week. Yes. I'm so, so excited to get back to it. I've actually kind of been having a little withdrawal of, like, see? man, it's been, it was fun hopping on the mic, getting in the routine and then oh, all of a sudden so we fun. had to stop for a second. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so fun, and especially when we keep improving the studio and then add video as we're about to do right now that is super super exciting we should um, check in first does anyone want to see video of us let us know do you want to see our friendly faces or not and whether you want to or not it's coming <laughs> but, <laughs> it's coming your way um but i think that's cool though having a video component that's going to be really helpful um for obviously like youtube and the socials and everything but okay on to more important stuff so here's the more important stuff Steph recently, as many of you know, was at Google and she had recently got a promotion. She was on the engineering track, which is more prestigious. And throughout her time at Google, she got to do some incredible stuff. I can't share all of it, but the P&L that you managed and the divestment that you helped lead were super, super uh, inspiring for me, for me just to hear you working on like deals of that size and then uh, a P&L that was not only that uh, large, but that important to the core business. Yes, um, I was super secretive though. You can say. I was super, super impressed by that. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate these compliments on air. Yeah. And as we got closer to having you come on full time, this is a story I think is really, really worth sharing with people to give them an insight into the behind the scenes stuff that we don't get to talk about, that we don't get to share. And that was that, you know, I had been trying to recruit you for a while to come on full time. And you basically gave me a challenge of, hey, hit this impossible revenue target and then I'll come on full time. Yep. Rightfully so. And Who's was, with me? I was uh, pretty frustrated by that initially um, until we hit it. Right. And this last year was... I mean, it was it was pretty frustrating because this last year, uh, for me, anyways, uh, and I, I know you too, you s sacrificed a ton, but it was it was really frustrating. It was really challenging, and it was the most challenging year of my life. But it was also the most rewarding. And I think it's important to remember that sometimes the most challenging times in your life can be the most rewarding, but they're not going to be the re the most rewarding until you get to that final day, that final moment where you say, okay, like. I put in my two weeks notice it, like it's real it's happening i'm here uh because you did what i told you to do that not told challenge no i i mean <laughs> i would say you could say challenge you could say told um but at the end of the day we did it and it felt in pretty pretty tough it felt unrealistic and in many ways it is if you compare it to any other company around here i don't care if it's media tech vc backed or traditional bootstrapped whatever the case is uh, we knocked it out of the park in a major way. And I think this is really important to bring up is that if you love somebody, you have to challenge them. 
if you know that they're, they want to grow and they want to be pushed. And if your relationship is tight enough where you can give them a challenge, that's going to put them way, way outside their comfort zone. And if you can present them with a challenge, that is something akin to, I know you can do this. And if you do this, I'll help support in this way. I mean, I think that that is a great thing. And I think it's something that people in traditional relationships, whether it's with your spouse or friends or teammates or coworkers, uh, I don't think people challenge each other enough with those, uh, those ultimatums. And I mean, it wasn't really like an ultimatum, but you get what I'm saying though. Yeah. I think also part of that challenge was making sure that I felt comfortable coming on full-time long-term. It's so easy, I think, to you know jump in and say, okay, if you do this, then I'll jump in full time without yeah. thinking, you know, okay, how does that look over the next year, 10 years, 20 years or something? And that's why I set up that challenge for you was just to think through of, will I feel comfortable in a year, in three years? Does this feel risky? How do I reduce any stress that, you know, comes from that? I think people need to think more long term when you do set up those challenges a lot of times because it was hard for me too to tell you, okay, you know, you know, I wanted to come on full time to the mission for a long time. And ever since day one, I wanted that. But um, yeah, it wasn't possible in the early days. And no, no, no. let's okay. let's rephrase that. It was it was possible. And so this brings up a really important subject where with the new format and things that we're talking about, I want to make sure we share really, really honest, straight to the point details about our journey. And we'll tell you why here in a, in a little bit. Obviously, like honesty is the best policy. But sometimes it can be super hard to share behind the scenes details um, because they require a huge amount of vulnerability. And with this point, it gets to that place because, yeah, so go ahead. So why, no, I'm going to ask you now, why was it possible to you? Or what, what does it mean that it was possible for me to join from day one? When we started out as a medium publication, accepting articles, us writing articles, how would it have been possible starting out that way? Yeah, definitely. So just because it was possible, which which it was with the uh, money we had in the bank and the the things that we were doing, it was certainly possible then. That wouldn't have been long-term thinking but, though. But it doesn't correct the fact that I, there were still problems and challenges that I hadn't solved yet. Yeah. Um, and now that we have solved them and I have a degree of not even confidence, but just knowing that we can create revenue at any time in many, many different ways, whether it's with our uh, current customers that are incredible or with new customers. And a lot of the projects that you and I have been talking about offline, now we actually have the resources, the team and everything to make those happen. So now there's just an era of, I mean, inevitability or that it's like, okay, we can finally relax and enjoy things that we didn't have before. Okay, then and when I say possible, then maybe I mean responsible. Sure, it's always possible to join from day one and do that. But without having some of the things figured out that we have figured out now, it wouldn't have been responsible joining when it was just you back in the day. I mean, I think responsible. it would have been responsible. <laughs> okay, I don't think it would have been responsible. It was actually more responsible I mean, helping out from the sidelines, having a steady job and putting a loan into the business. That was way more responsible than me jumping in and being like, uh-oh, now I need to figure it out with you. Yeah, I think definitions of words are tricky because like your definition of responsible is uh, Very different, different than yours. <laughs> is diff different from mine. And uh, but th but that's a good thing though. That that's a really, really good thing that you're 
uh, ultra conservative to the point of hoarding things. No, I um, <laughs> do not hoard anything. And you hoard things. No, I definitely don't. I'm uh, that's or stuff. you throw things away too quickly after you just buy them. Yeah, there's uh, the lug guys are in route right now to pick up a bunch of stuff. Oh that gosh, <laughs> they like know you by first name at this point. <laughs> it's sad. So, but this brings us back to a really important point, though, which is challenge people, and you have to be patient. You have to to realize because if I had really tried to go into uh, sales mode and convince you to join, let's be honest, you would have joined immediately. No, um, no, no, you just would have. It's it's no. that uh, nobody can help themselves when I when I turn on the charm, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of our first dates. How many times did you ask me to come on a date with you? Um, Don't I mean, lie. When. We first met the night we first met. We were already talking about: Did we want to have kids? Did we, you know? Yeah. So because I, if you, I was a few drinks in, but also you had to ask about four times afterwards. You don't remember? You were like, "Do you want to do this?" And I was like, "No." Do you want to do this? I'm like, "Hmm." And then you were like, "Do you want to ride on my motorcycle?" And I was like, "Yep, let's do it." You don't remember that? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember it, but um, vaguely. Yeah, I mean that's just those are just like a certain amount of no's. I, like I don't hear, <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't hear no's when there's a yeah, it's a great value proposition on uh, for for both sides. <laughs> um, but the yeah, the big thing I wanted to just bring up too is that there have been a lot a lot of changes over the last year. And if you hadn't stayed at at Google and gone through and got to have a lot of the experiences you had, and if I hadn't been challenged in a way where it was basically just me because like when i got an angel check from founders fund it was just me solo mm-hmm. and that was uh which i think you were the only solo non-technical founder to get that from them right or did i just completely make up a lie on my own uh no there's three i think there's like three others and like how you define non-technical gets mm-hmm. tricky um but all three others had like big big uh exits before they were already independently wealthy and I like uh, my story better. You were one, the first. One was Elon. <laughs> Elon Musk? Yeah. Yeah. Um yes, yes, good and a lot of people would define him as technical, uh, although yes. that is an open, open question. Um Don't be hating on my man Elon. I, I'm definitely He's not hating save the world. Definitely not hating on him. Yeah, he have huge respect. Okay. Huge respect for him. And uh but the okay, and let's get back to the something that happened recently too that's really, really important. So I recently talked to an executive coach. For I had a great session and I was I was thinking about doing that. I wanted to have a coaching executive or company work with myself, you, Ian, uh, and then any other C-level executives that we bring onto the team. This brought up a bunch of uh, blind spots I, ha- I had basically. And if you listen to the interview I did with Sandra Daniels, the co-founder of Thumbtack, he talks about the same thing. And it wasn't as... Uh, jarring as the feedback he received, but it did open my eyes up to the fact about what practices do I feel better after? What practices do I engage in where afterwards I feel better? And it sounds like such a simple question, but when I start when I started to think about that more, it was my answers were basically talking with you and talking with Ian and going over what was happening in the business, why it was so exciting, because we see some things behind the scenes where I can't even describe how exciting this stuff is to have your hypothesis and your theses proven out <laughs> real time by customers that are paying you money or by 
complete like OGs and experts in the market who say, okay, you're onto something like massive, keep going. And that was, that was happening. But what was fun was sharing and talking about it with you and Ian. And that's why with the new uh, Mission Daily format that we're starting to experiment with here with theme weeks and everything. And as we start to expand that more, that's what I want just way more of, because that's the stuff that is, that's going to be the most valuable for listeners. Because I had really this last week where you joined, we, you know, we were figuring out a bunch of stuff, catching up on things. One of the biggest questions that I was struggling with was how do we make this a must listen to podcast for on Monday through Friday for everyone in the Bay area, for everyone in California, and generally for ev- anyone that's entrepreneurial around the globe. Say in the world, because we have many listeners. Shout out to India. Definitely. Lots of our listeners are there. And so anyone. Definitely. But at the same time, why I was thinking about those local areas is that why, I'm, why I was thinking about them first is because if you don't proliferate amongst those areas first, you're not going to have a strong enough cultural foothold to then reach out to uh, the rest of the world. Um, because like it or not in the technology space and in the media space, companies in Silicon Valley and, and that type of the things that are happening on the ground here, they're shaping everything. And, uh, yeah, media companies are going out of business left and right. And traditional companies are falling. The lifespan of the fortune 500 is like 15 years or whatever it is. It's falling really, really fast. And we've got to change that. So yeah, the new format and everything that's coming up. Uh, I'm thrilled to present that to everyone. So talking to that executive coach, it expanded my definition of what was therapy and what is therapy? What is therapeutic for you? And and that's a challenge I have for all of our listeners today, which is what is therapeutic for you? And really, really just notice that it doesn't have to be therapy that you pay for. It can just be a literal conversation, whether they're over drinks or whether it's at a yoga studio, it, it doesn't matter. You have to find that and you have to seek that out in your life. And it might be something where nobody else agrees that it's therapy. And, and that's something else that I would, I would really, really, I really hope everyone searches that out in their own life because don't seek out the types of therapy where you can talk about them more easily with other people. Because so often we do things to impress people that are our friends, our family that we care about. And I think when we get into the things like therapy, and uh, loving ourself, it's really easy to just do things like, oh, everybody meditates. I'll just meditate and, and that'll work for me. The only person that knows what's going to work for you is you. And that's basically the ethos that I want Mission Daily to embody going forward is everyone is on their own journey. And we really want to share a lot of candid stuff behind the scenes. But we also want everyone that's listening to, to basically get a challenge each day of something that they can try new or something that they can do that could change everything or at least make things better um, because that's the purpose. If you're giving us your time, we want to make sure that we have the right challenge. That's the goal. Yeah, definitely. All right. So then next week, we're going to be starting, continuing with the theme weeks, but also our new version of the Mission Daily of sharing more, being more open, all that kind of stuff. Is there anything else you want to add? I've checked most of it with attorneys and we're, yeah, we're good to go. So- I mean, some of these stories, like you can't make up these uh, like Silicon Valley stories and uh, people, it's just like so many companies here, they're just so serious and it's not fun anymore. We've done things and built the company in such a way where 
we've kind of earned a, a little bit more of uh, freedom of speech where it, it doesn't, we can explore more, we can be, we can take more risks. And I just want to do that because there's no, there's no downside to that. And for a long time, I was just scared that, uh, oh, customers are going to dump us. Clients are going to dump us if we say this or we say that. And after getting to know some of these people more, you know, that's not the case. It, it never was the case. That was just an unrealistic fear I had in my own mind. And yeah, so I would just say that the trajectory and things that we start talking about over the coming weeks, um, you're not, if you're interested in improving your life and business and family and relationships and all that good stuff, you're not going to want to miss it. Yep. And as a side note, if anyone dumps us, it'll be our listeners when we do any more celebrity narrations. Did you read the comment? Oh, so I put a note. So I put a note here to address that because it's such a a side tangent because I know we're about to hop off here, but did you read the comment from the person who complained about having Jeffrey Wright as a narrator because they wanted you instead? No, that's Which I thought su- was actually really fun. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, awesome, but also hilarious. They were like, man, why would you have someone like that? Why Bring back Chad. <laughs> yeah, why would you want me when you No, I asked that. This is Jeffrey Wright. Oh my God. <laughs> this is Jeffrey Wright. You're listening to the story. Uh, well, that's why they want it. That's why they want you. <laughs> Jeffrey vo- Jeffrey's voice is awesome. He's a great guy. And But this brings up a, a really important point, though. There were a bunch of emails that came in when people uh, saw that we had worked with Jeffrey Wright and when people saw that we had worked with Alec Baldwin. Uh, a lot of them were political in nature. They just didn't uh, agree with different things that they had said and all that. And I would just remind people that labels are always going to be there. You can always label people. There's this and then there's that. There's the left. There's the right. And I can't imagine anything being more counterproductive to actually solving things in the real world. You can buy into the labels if you want, and you can talk about politics till you're blue in the face. But at the end of the day, all we have are people's actions. And in the olden days, we used to judge people based on their actions and based on their character, not their supposed beliefs. When we use language, it's very rudimentary. When we talk about left and right, that that doesn't have any type of nuance in it. The world isn't black and white. It's There are so many different gray areas. There's an entire spectrum of exciting possibilities that if you get too hung up on politics or what people say their political affiliations are, you'll miss what they do in real life. And that's why working with Jeffrey and working with Alec, it was eye-opening because big surprise, like these people are super hard workers and they don't Politics does not seep into their actions. And for so many people, politics seeps into their actions and they just, they talk about it, they argue about it. And so I would encourage everybody that's listening to, uh, we've talked about this many times, but steel man things and start to meet up with people who you think are on the other side, whatever, whatever side it is. Um, or maybe you don't see people as being on a different side, which is great. Uh, but I would really encourage everybody to unite when you can. And if you see something where you're like triggered by a certain person or you're upset that a company's working with somebody, I would just really encourage people to hit pause for a moment and think about what people do, not what they say and and not what they do in jest or if they're poking fun at somebody in the political space. Um, That stuff is just a blip on the radar. And one of the things I've noticed too about working with people in business that I really think is important to bring up is that Oftentimes, the people who are most vocal about their political allegiance or alliance or party or group or whatever the case is, their actions are almost completely opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Their, their actions would 
almost mirror the ethos of the oppose, opposing side. And we've noticed that recently. I know you, yeah. you're like nodding knowingly because a lot of the people where before when I considered myself to be a part of a political uh, affiliation or group, when I started to work with these people, I quickly discovered your actions don't, don't match your words at all. They're the complete opposite. You're literally just going around talking all the time about what you profess to believe, but your actions don't match up. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage everybody to be patient. If there's an opportunity to unify or steal man or steal woman in an argument, do it and try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Because when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, we're all humans. We're all trying to do the best we can and uh, don't mean to offend anybody with our content, but some of the stuff that's coming and some of the originals, you might be offended. I hope you're not. But I hope if you, you listen to the four agreements, you would know that was our yeah. past, what, two weeks ago, uh, theme week. You yeah. would know not to take anything personal for good or for bad. So Yeah. And that's just to save yourself the uh, emotional turmoil because there, you just rarely do you have all of the information and variables required to accurately assess someone's motives. That's you're never going to be able to do that. There's, uh, you know, a jury of 12 and the most expensive attorneys in the world can barely do that. How could you do that? All right. So we're going to take another few days off until next week when we come back with Mission Daily back hotter than ever. <laughs> and I'm going to fix my squeaky chair that keeps squeaking right now. Have you heard it? Uh, no. It's ridiculous. It's so squeaky. Okay. But we will be back next week. So tune in then. And if you miss us too much, DM us, tweet at us, uh, let us know and we'll be back. Talk to you soon. listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.